Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Psycho Goreman, uh, a movie, a name from an actual movie. I'm going to be your host for this evening. Joining me tonight, first up from Maryland, Maryland, please welcome John Schnars to the show. The state so great they the need it twice. So <laughs> nice they mm-hmm. need it twice. Next up on the show from Chicago, Illinois, please welcome Joe. I just want to apologize in advance, Jamie and Matt, um, <laughs> about what's what's about to happen here. <laughs> and uh, last up tonight, joining us again, third week in a row? Question mark. Please welcome yep. from Richmond, Virginia, the lovely Caitlin. Thank you. I'm so glad you said my location. It means so much to me. I hey, it's the one I'll always and know. And the city of Richmond. If John mm. would just put it in his username, I would know where he is. Where are you in Maryland, John? Annapolis. Okay. The capital, mm. one capital to another. That's right. Not far. Yeah. I mean, I think I told you my father-in-law's from Richmond, so we, you know, we're good man. Richmond people around here. I think like Maryland's not really considered a state, right? Like it's just. <laughs> Like size-wise, it's just above Delaware, right? Which uh, it's sort of to the left of Delaware, I think. Technically, uh, like, do your votes count? Like, did you get to vote <laughs> in Maryland? I think Maryland's probably like in the top. Tw- it's certainly in the top half of populated states. I would guess. Really? Okay. I think John I, voted twice, actually. I, yeah, I did. Well, and then I had a dead pet that voted. So. <laughs> yeah. Typical, <laughs> typical Antifa tactics, John. So that sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Please tell us what we are drinking tonight. Beer guts. Was there some sort of like machete hack? Caitlin, <laughs> I, I think that was a Caitlin sound. That was my bad. Sorry. Oh, all right. I thought it was coming <laughs> through the audio. Um, yeah, Psycho Gore Man. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, but a, a demon, uh, an alien, whatever. Uh, comes to Earth and both, I think. Actually, yeah, isn't doesn't so much befriend uh, a, a young child as so much as becomes controlled by enslaved. And, yeah, that's a good word. Um, well, it's not a good word. It's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a word I have good feelings about. Great. Um, yeah, today's word of the day: enslaved. <laughs> um, oh my lord! And you know, during that process, things go bumpy, but. We all learn a little bit about each other. And uh, one of the things that our, our buddy Psycho Gorman learns is about the power of love. Uh, and I picked a beer from the fine folks at Liquid Love Brewing. Uh, that's right here in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, John, uh, right up the road. The beer I picked from them is Zorbus, 
which first of all, I saw it and I just thought that just sounds like one of the like alien people that comes down, like could be a name. Apparently I, I, I looked this up and, um, the planet that this, uh, Goreman is from or whatever the hell it's X- actually, X. yeah, it's pulled from, uh, the guy who created Dungeons yeah, and Dragons, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So Zorbus apparently and nerds, John, you may know this apparently is like some sort of D and D like ripoff game or something. I don't know. Um, I didn't know about I that, but I did. I knew the Gary Gygax thing. I, I knew the Gygax thing. The yeah. ripoff thing. I assume like our listeners are like banging their heads while I explain this. <laughs> uh, anyway, they named the beer after that. Uh, it's a New England IPA, which I've I've talked about a lot. So it has like a a nice citrusy sort of creaminess to it, John. Which I know you love your cream. Um, like a lot of peach and berries in the flavor. Very smooth. Very drinkable. Uh, tropical notes, you might say. Uh, if if you're trying to, I, I'm looking at a foot and a half of snow that fell over the last day, and I, I'd like to be whisked away, John. And I this mean, would be John. A good beer John that. is a little lad who loves berries and cream, so that works out. He does <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh, comes in at six point seven percent alcohol, which is you know it's a little bit up there, but not too bad. Um, Liquid Love is, is one of the newer breweries in my area, uh, and I'm a big fan. The name makes me a little uncomfortable, but super good. <laughs> Foreman, do you have any of that liquid love? Liquid love. <laughs> could, you, could you fill me up a, a tall glass of your liquid love, please? Yeah. Um, but anyway, liquidlovebrewing.com is their website. Definitely check it out. And uh, stop by the house if you're uh, you know, outside. <laughs> we'll wave. We'll do like a wave. I'm not going not gonna to come near you. Oh, well, yeah. You want to um, be, yeah. be safe. It's 2021 here. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's my beer. I love it. Thank you for that, Joe. It is time. Let's take a quick break and review, review, quote, air quotes, Psycho Goreman. This is it, Shenzhen. Your big break in TV. Stop the front time. John, I'm fairly certain that the audio board is dying in real time. So let's uh, hold on to the <laughs> seat of our like, pants here and see what happens. Random bang noises. Yeah. Like, <laughs> burp, burp. Well, okay. I think the bang noise is Caitlin. No, I keep hearing like a like a clink or like a, yeah, some... like a short circuit. Type yeah, sound. yeah, there's something happening. Cool. <laughs> like the movie short circuit? Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Yeah, I keep hearing Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Five. <laughs> and that guy with the Middle Eastern accent who wasn't Middle Eastern. <laughs> uh, that, that would be Fisher Stevens, Joe. Yeah, there you go. Yep. That's his name. Also in The Burning. Mm-hmm. Bring it back sure. to horror. All right, John. Question. How long until we can get a man button going on? This is really what I need to <laughs> oh, know. Oh, I'm pretty sure I could do one. I just don't actually know how one creates i can do a ponytail pretty can good. we get some listeners can we send don't some you have daughters in? no like if i asked my wife she could like show me i'm sure but she would also like probably never touch me again so <laughs> yeah i'm good. not gonna do that wow good John. For her. i'm on to side here <laughs> yeah that's the appropriate answer yeah no i'm already pushing it so i do tie it back when I'm, i've been running you know when i run or when i work out like i have i bought all these like headbands like you know sweatbands and stuff does nothing. You really gotta. You gotta. Are you pulling it? Okay, I want to know more about this now. Are you pulling it all the way back, or is this more like a Shih Tzu like top knot situation? No, no, no. I go behind the head. No, Got it. no. none of this up here. Got it. Bobby do you, pins. Do you have to pin it down. Do you go behind the head, but leave like the cascade in the back, or is it all up together? No, no. If I'm going back, I want all the hair up because you got to get it off your neck. Do you Otherwise, pull the front like back too? Pants. Because and this is not a knock, yeah. but like 
I see your hairline. It goes up there. Like I have the Very same high. thing. Like I have a high hairline, but it's been that way since I was like. 10. So I mean, when you pull it back, do you look like a like a douchebag? Uh, like um, like art uh, teacher from the eighties. <laughs> Listen, that's all just a matter of opinion, Joe. What guidance counselor? Listen, Joe. I'm looking Joe, for that art teacher thought he looked pretty good. Joe, too, this is right. getting a little close to sounding Harrist to me, which is not really where I was going with this. So. Oh, yeah. well, no, no. I definitely am better than, than bald people. <laughs> I know you believe that, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, I watched every uh, season of, of Seinfeld. Like, George Casanza did not aspire to be what he is. Well, that's true. Very true. Oh, Alright, well that went off the rails. Hey John, uh please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is nebula. Mm-hmm. N-E-B-U-L-A. A cloud of gas and dust in outer space, visible in the night sky, either as an indistinct bright patch or as a dark silhouette against other luminous matter. I love luminous matter. Uh, in medicine, I didn't realize this. It could also be a clouded spot on the cornea, causing defective vision. Hmm. So I guess that's like uh, you can have that in your old eyes. Um, nebula comes to us from the Latin. It's actually the Latin word for mist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Yeah, uh, you know, look, it's a space thing. Psycho Gorman comes from space. Uh, there are parts of this movie that take place on other planets i guess so there you go hard hard to say dude yeah. that was like you could not have sounded like you cared less well <laughs> i was gonna go with galact galactic or galaxy and uh-huh. i just felt like that was too easy i felt like nebula was like one extra okay it wasn't it. gore man got it john tell me where on earth or the galaxy did this movie come from or nebula yeah. So I, I don't know if you all looked this up, but the director here, Stephen Kostansky, mm-hmm. it's a, this is actually the third of his films that we've covered on the show. Really? Can you can you name any of the others? There's I, one that you should get that would be pretty obvious in my mind. No idea. So he directed Father's Day. You remember mm-hmm. Father's Day? Oh. <gasps> yeah. yeah. I don't think I ever saw that one. One of the but worst. He did movies. the uh, Void also, ever. right? Yeah, oh, he did yeah, the yeah. Void. That was like I think his last feature, but um. Yes, wait, 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 wait. Father's Day the movie or Father's yes. Day the short in that holidays thing? Because that was amazing. The event. No, no. The ma- <laughs> yeah, coordinated yeah. it. It's yeah, his. He, he originated the holiday. Uh, yeah, the movie. Remember that was like, it was a crazy ass movie. It was actually, and this will be important later, uh, it was a trauma film. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, that's what um, I thought. So, yeah, he directed Father's Day. He did participate in uh, ABCs of Death 1, I believe, as well. So I guess technically this is the fourth time we've talked about this guy at some level. Um, he is, uh, I learned on Slack from our resident, you know, Canada booster, uh, space lawyer, Adam. Um, he's Canadian, that which also is not surprising if you've seen the film. Adam is always there to let you know. And that's what I love about him. Well, I, at a certain point, like stopped understanding what the hell Adam was talking about. Like, God <laughs> bless him. <laughs> Just like, but I can't if- do this anymore. <laughs> If he hadn't said that this was a Canadian film, like they don't have, there's no like strong accents, at least to my memory. I don't Joe, like, Joe, hell hath no fury like Adam with a point to make. <laughs> I know, like, and I'm terrified <laughs> that I said that, but it's true. And I agree with you, John, but it did, like, as soon as I found that out, 
it has a very Canadian feel to it's it. Like the the comedy, the humor is like mm. the comedy, and even like some of the acting. Like, and we talked about it on Slack, and it sounds like I'm joking, but there are certain parts of this movie that feel very peanut butter solutiony. Like, eh. just the the way the acting is done, and like some of the tone, the way can that you, like can a you lot run of by some characteristic movies? Canadian acting tropes for me? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> There's a scene where the the. <laughs> I think it's where the uh, the brother gets pissed off at at Mimi and like gets out of the car and I forget like what they're they say back and forth but literally I'm like that's straight out of the peanut butter solution like their tone towards each other. It's just how Canadian kids speak to one another. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're supposed to be mad at each other but it still sounds polite for some reason. <laughs> Nothing right, so... about that girl was polite, Joe. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's fair. Uh, so the, let me, I'm going to try to give you the quickest synopsis possible. So, uh, Mimi is the main character, the main human character. Uh, her brother is Luke. They discover a, um, ancient, uh, I don't know, piece of like technology. It's, it's turns out it's sort of like a, uh, coffin that's being, that's been used to seal, uh, who be the, this demon entity that becomes psycho Gorman. Um, and he's been sort of hidden on Earth by these galactic police. I don't know. Dude, we, we don't like need to get council. It, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, there's, there's, a lot of, like, there's a lot of like really weird um, sort of backstory to this film that we're probably just going to have to let go. But um, they discover this guy or this entity. Um, he's he's like an all-powerful demon. He is, He escapes. But Mimi, this girl who is a real bastard, she's like top five movie character bastards she keeps the 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 diamond and because that sealed him in and because she has that she effectively controls him like he can't do anything or he has to do what she says and he can't really like hurt her like do anything that's against her wishes so the rest of the film is sort of a i think eric you described it as a fish out of water comedy um of this super powerful intergalactic demon being controlled by a nine-year-old ten-year-old girl um in Canada, so that's weird. Um, and <laughs> the, eventually, the people who sealed him away, who live on in some distant galaxy, they decide they're going to come, you know, kill him for good. And that's sort of the rest of the movie. I don't know, <laughs> but but they learn a lot about each other and about themselves throughout the course of this film. Cool. Uh, yeah. Hey, Caitlin, what do you think about Psycho Goreman? Well, I keep pronouncing it Gorman, like it's his last name. That's, I'm into that um, too. Psycho First Gorman. Name psycho. Last name. It's not like <laughs> Phil Spiderman. Yeah, like a Spiderman. Um, so yeah, this movie not for me. I feel like on um, <clears throat> Thor's, I'm known as the sort of the co-host that loves all the movies. So it's really unusual for me to not like something, and I really didn't like this one. Um, the alien design was cool. Uh, I'll give it that. It reminded me of some of sort of the campiness of Doctor Who and also sort of the ramped up stakes, you know, the fate of the universe. That kind of stuff was fun and reminiscent of Doctor Who. But that's that's going to be where my my kindness for Psycho Gorman ends. Uh, for me, the script was so bad, uh, particularly the way Mimi was written, Mimi being the, the little girl character who controls him. Um, you can write girl characters to be strong and tough without having them be just like terrible bullies who abuse their brothers. Um, 
I feel like my notes, I took notes on my phone, my, you know, notes app, and every other line was like, God, I fucking hate Mimi. I want to kick Mimi. I hate Mimi. Um, so she really didn't do it for me. Um, really couldn't stand her. Um, and the way that she spoke was pretty cringy. I feel like the the script, the dialogue was kind of reminiscent of the try-hardness of Juno, that they're like, you know, really beating you over the head with, look how quirky we are. And it just really didn't land for me. Um, Would you say they Zoe Deschanel'd it? The whole they really did. You know, they I kind really of did. Like, I kind of what like Juno. You had to get that shot in, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you, as soon as you mentioned, like, look how quirky I am. Like, they just, yeah. it's the first thing that pops in your head, right? I do need to get Leslie's take on Zoe Deschanel later. Oh, um, God. No. Like, <laughs> see, I don't listen. I don't think it's Juno. There's just a bunch of like annoying kid archetypes in movies that they're sort of like, aping but then also they're not good writers so they're not doing it very well they're not even doing good imitations of the bad annoying characters no none of it really landed for me like i said i I appreciate the monster design and um the alien stuff was cool and there were a few funny moments especially near the end with that but yeah mimi just really killed it for me yeah uh joe oof i uh he's so nervous (laughs) I had very, very low expectations for this movie. And a lot of that was set up by a few of our, our Slack friends, um, Jamie and Matt and, and Renee was also on there talking about how God awful this thing was. Um, so I went in and like to the point where Leslie and I watched it last night together, but all day I had told her like, look, I can just watch this alone. All right. It's going to be terrible. Um, so I showed her the trailer and she said, no, nah, I'll give it a go. We ended up actually enjoying it for the most part, um, like actually a good amount. Uh, and I, I think from the emails, like maybe more than than the rest of the crew here, definitely more than Caitlin, for sure. I uh, It's stupid. Um, Mimi didn't really bother me so much. And I think a lot of that honestly has to do with the fact that I live with a nine year old <laughs> and I've seen nine year olds interact with each other. And like, God bless them. But like, that's how nine year olds would act. I don't I don't mean act like assholes. I mean acting in a movie if this is the part <laughs> they were given, that's how they would act. Right. <laughs> so I just watched it. I'm like, yeah, that that seems fitting. It doesn't necessarily um, make it a good decision to do no, that, but I hear you. But it was the role itself was not believable, but the way it was played by I forget the actress's name, but whoever played Mimi was believable. My new favorite thing uh, are Caitlin's facial expressions when other people yeah. are talking. <laughs> uh, the father I actually found hilarious. Like he, really? there's especially the scene where he was cooking I, in the microwave. I think he's the he absolute worst thing in this movie. I loved it, and I <laughs> she think, she is his daughter. Like you can yeah, see the yeah, the correlation yeah. there. But also, and this sounds terrible, but I saw a lot of myself in him. <laughs> Like not the <laughs> okay, Jack. not the asshole mm. husband part, but like specifically, there's a scene where like he just pretty much destroys the microwave when he made dinner, and like the the wife is cleaning it up, and like that I would never do that to Leslie, but his um he like her his response there is like I just made you like a kick ass dinner, you're welcome, and then she complains about something else, and he's like you're welcome, and like I'm like that's straight out of the Joe playbook of like huh. <laughs> being an asshole. I'm not sure I'm quite ready to dig into all that yet so let's keep going uh john what did you that actor that actor was the one of the main characters in father's day i'm remembering oh really i I didn't see that well he had a the the 
the guy I'm thinking of has like an eye patch. I'm pretty sure it's that guy in mm. Father's Day. Dude, he looks um, just like one of the actors in Scarface. That's who he looks like. Because I kept thinking this guy looks like somebody but out of time. That's who it was. Is that just because of his mustache? No, 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 no. <laughs> he looks I like identical. His to the mustache was concerning. Go ahead. I I had like a I would say schizophrenic interaction with this film, which is fitting because the movie itself is fairly schizophrenic. Um, I would say, so I watched this in two sittings and similar to Joe, I went in with pretty low expectations. I knew nothing about it. I had not watched a trailer. All I had seen was the like description of the film that's on like Google when you Google it, which honestly, when you go and read it after seeing it, it's like not even super accurate. Um, the, the first hour or so, like the first 45 minutes, I was, I chuckled a couple times. I laughed, you know, I like laughed. There was a couple jokes I laughed at and I was just kind of like not feeling it. And it was getting late. So I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this tomorrow. I fired it up the, the next day, really ended up enjoying myself for the last 45 minutes or so. And I think, I don't know if it was like being in the right frame of mind or just like having like my, you know, my, well, again, the, the, my frame reset to just like what they were trying to do, but it's pretty funny. Like there's, there's a lot yeah. of gags in this movie that like landed with me. Um, it almost makes me want to go back and watch father's day. Cause I remember hating that movie and thinking it was like so lousy. It's... And this was like much like, I felt like this was at least like, uh, you know, a, a one or two clicks better in terms of like the comedy just working. I don't know if it's the, Acting, um, certainly the writing is all the fuck over the place. Like, there's no, I have no, super... I will not defend a lot of what's going on. But... Joe, what were you gonna say? No, I'm literally sitting here thinking about hunky boys and like laughing. Dude, that, that was funny. Okay, there's this a is, ton of jokes. This work. is the funny thing about this movie is I don't know. It's pretty rare this happens. I'm like kind of in the middle of all of you, and you guys can now fight over who gets me on their side tonight. But I like, I'm I don't, good. John. I, I, know, I know, Joe. Believe me, I know. <laughs> But I have never been more um, back and forth on a movie. And it was like there were literal scenes where I'd go back and forth seven times depending on who was on screen. Okay. Anything to do with a creature effect, with gore, with like this silly mythos they built up for who this creature is. Um, I really enjoyed, I loved like the physical and the voice acting of Psycho Goreman. And I just, I really enjoyed the whole shtick of like, he is um, hilariously, earnestly bleak and like evil in a world that doesn't take him seriously. And it makes it to me really funny. Also, like there was a weird ASMR quality about his voice to me. Like I just, I would like to figure out how they did that and whose voice that is. Cause it was kind of amazing, but um, I get that. And like, I don't know. I was really into that part. There's a, there's a nineties power Rangers kind of thing going on with this, like, uh, Council of Aliens and all this shit. Well, in the fight but scenes, when here's he where this movie gets here's this movie gets confusing. Every time a human being opens their mouth in this movie, it's fucking awful, and I cannot <laughs> overstate that. These are some of the worst, unfunniest characters written I think I have ever seen. Good. And there it's like father. literally father. in the middle yeah. of a scene. I'll just agree. To it was like here. literally in the middle of a scene. Psycho Gorman would say something, and I'm laughing. And then they'd cut to the girl and she would say something and I'd get mad. And then it would go back and forth. <laughs> There's a scene where they, they, cause they start doing these really, really cool. Like it's a mix of practical effects, 
stop motion animation, a little bit of CGI, but a lot of like 90s low budget style sci-fi effect stuff going on. And they would cut to almost like a Terminator style, here's what happened in this unit, here's the history of this. And that stuff is so cool. And there's one where they start to get into one, I got really excited. I'm like, oh cool, we're going back to this. And then it smash cuts to the girl and she's like, ew, my piece of candy doesn't taste good. And I'm like, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> but and that I, was intentional. Like that was- like, I don't it, care if it was intentional. It's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. That's fine. But this is what I'm saying. It's like it was written by two different people, one of which was funny and one of which super was not. And I I want to make sure to make it- guy, I personally record. want to make sure to make it clear too that like this is like a little girl who wants to be an actress. Like it's not her fault. She is, it is, it was to me- a really deeply bad decision to make little kids like the comedic heart of this movie to a degree. Like I think I said over email, the person who made that decision should have decisions taken away from them because I kind of question how they're functioning like out there in real life. Like, so I really don't know. I think I, I think I like this movie question mark, but you got to get through a lot. And there's a lot of people who are going to sit down and watch this. And, and I, I, we know from Slack, like straight up not going to be able to get over specifically this little girl but i think the father is almost worse because like he should know better because he's an adult and like i yeah when they teamed up at the end i was so here's another question and caitlin caitlin raised this over email and she's dead on what universe does the father get a redemptive arc in like everything the wife says about him is 100 percent true it's not like she's being set up as a nagging wife who's saying things about him and he's really a good guy let's give him a redemption arc He's a piece of shit the whole movie. Yeah. And then he gets a redemptive I, arc at the end. And I do not understand it as being either funny or emotionally something I can connect to. Like there is, like, I can't take credit for this. Elizabeth said this, but it's like, they're not following any tenets of any kind of narrative structure where like, they're not giving you even yeah. a, a character arc that you can latch onto. They're not being funny. It's just like, it's like an, a, it's like an alien AI wrote this movie. That's so, but that's totally intentional, right? Like, so, and I, the Father's Day connection makes a ton of sense. The thing I think I said in our email, like, to me, so we can talk about, but like, this is like the, I, I think I said this is the best version of a trauma film that I've ever seen, right? Because it feels very similar to that same, just like completely inane, almost nonsensical plotting, characters like doing just insane shit for no reason, you know? Yeah sayings like every word out of someone's mouth is like supposed to be like a t-shirt um and so like i don't know once i like got to that and i was just like oh this is going to be completely nonsensical like then i what what when you were talking the thing i was thinking about is like i'm almost enjoying thinking about moments in this movie more than i enjoyed yeah that's a really good movie when I was so watching. like like psycho gorman has amazing moments like when he sees this like hunky boy magazine or whatever oh and he's God, like i'm not interested boys. in hunky boys and then he's like or am i or am that's I? a dumb joke and it's really fun like there's a funny jokes about him sort of like uh transcending space and time and then but then like being interested like this scene where they have him okay they want to go play handball or something but they it's called crazy ball she, called crazy whatever ball. Called again crazy but that ball. whole scene fucking it's not funny but him in that costume was the funniest funny. thing in the movie like in the cowboy hat and the denim meanwhile they're standing next to a three foot tall sentient brain and not worried about disguising this thing <laughs> that shit is funny like that is what's yeah. funny that's very doctor who to me and like very fun yeah but i just i don't know i don't regardless of what the intention was whether it was supposed to be you know, goofy and nonsensical or whether we were really supposed to 
I don't know. I feel like they really wanted Mimi to be endearing and like sassy. And I just found her just insufferable. No, it's like, it's like they saw every role Jonathan Lipnicki ever did. And then every kid that was modeled after that. And then they were like, what if we did this? But like, it wasn't funny. Like, what if we did that? (laughs) No, look, she's a bully. She's so mean. Yeah. Yeah. She sucks. But then she sings that song and it's total (laughs) redemption. Like everything's cool. I mean, I think, She's the definitely that, one of the weakest parts of the film. I mean, I like don't disagree. With I just, I, the, it's crazy. Like, I cannot think of another movie where I went so hard from like, holy shit, that was amazing to like, I'm going to burn this movie to the ground. And it was like <laughs> 40 times I swung back and forth during this movie. The thing that, that got me about the father is I think up until they actually separated, I thought it was just a gag. Like, <laughs> He goes, so there's a scene where, like, they're trying to fill in this hole, and then, like, he says, like, oh, he hurt his hand, he can't do it anymore. And I'm like, I just thought that was a shtick. Like, I thought, like, everybody in the family knew dad was just goofing around because he doesn't want to do it. And then at a certain point, the wife is like, I'm leaving you. I'm like, whoa, oh, yeah, this was it all comes, serious? It comes literally. <laughs> that's going to be how it ends with you and Leslie. You're like, exactly. oh, we're ripping. Like, it comes literally like, out of gonna nowhere. going to walk in and be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just think like there is. So here's my problem. I think like there is. The script should be communicating to me how I'm supposed to be taking this. Like, is the father stepped on, but really good guy and funny? Is it funny that he like, is the wife supposed? I have zero information given to me from this movie of how I'm even supposed to take this. So it's just confusing oh. to watch. See, you're, I thought for myself, that's the thing. Like I, I, I had no, my I own get it, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there was never a point where I didn't think the dad was supposed to be a dick. And <sighs> the redemption is kind of like a fuck you to the audience where it's like, again, I think they're, the, the goal is to, uh, you know, undercut everything that you would normally expect to see. Like if you have an expectation about what's supposed to happen, like, they're gonna fuck. I with think that if you take out, like, if you take out the little the girl, or you like severely make that way, because there's like one or once or twice in the movie where she has like a response to him, where I laughed. But it's they're the most like controlled, muted things. It's like the more over the top they're making her, the less it yeah. lands. But like if you had like really fixed that character, I feel like I could have dealt with the father stuff on top of it but see like, i actually would say... felt like outdated tropes though like the the trope of like oh yeah. she's a sassy little girl and this guy is like a schlubby piece of shit dad like that well, it, it just like doesn't land the way it used to it's not 2002 well here's he's the thing it's canadian dad. though like yeah. so it's like <laughs> here's what it is it's well... like a science fiction version of according to jim like eve yeah. six is just becoming popular in canada <laughs> like they're like 20 years what behind I would, us honestly like so one thing i think this movie does really great is that it's obviously low budget but the the creature work is incredible and they actually yeah, kind really of build good. they do this great job at universe building while also really working around their budget because they spend most of the time just like walking around the woods or like at the park right like those are cheap shooting locations and then they were sort of because even the big like monster battle is just it's not in space somewhere it's just in the yeah. woods but uh, in a world where these people could have had as much money as they wanted, like I want to see a movie where one non-annoying kid goes to like Psycho Gorman universe, and I want to see like that movie. I mean, you lose the fish out of water, but whatever. Like, I loved this. Like, this Council of Aliens was probably my favorite part in the movie. Like, they're super funny. The brain in a jar thing is probably, yeah. was probably my yeah. favorite. Like, that shit was really funny. You know what? I, do you remember that show Farscape on the Sci-Fi Channel? I literally never watched it. I just remember seeing the promos, but that's like what the creature effects remind me of. 
It wants to have the charm of a low budget sci-fi original, but it just I don't know. I'm I'm going uh, hard against this. I just wish Jamie no, was here. I, I mean, look, Matt it's totally here. fair. Clearly, this lands like different ways. There, like that that brain in the jar thing. There was like it's there was so a gag funny. where one of the other council members covered its eyes. By yeah. putting its hand over the jar, I or at the know, very like end just... when they're just defeated, and he's like, "Who wants to kill themselves first? You can't. You see it right before they cut the black, but he, the brain in the jar raises its hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Mean, the pre- the the effects in this harkened back to my Guar days as totally. a teenager, like Caitlin from Richmond, and we actually talked about this on Slack too, like. All these characters are like stolen directly from like the Guar movies from like when I was growing up. So I don't know. I mean, the effects or like the costumes and stuff, I guess, looked cool. But like, I think it was like the one thing that really didn't impress me with this, like because it just it felt very cheap and like definitely like something I saw like 30 years ago. Um, Even the one that was like a bucket that had lots of body parts in it. And then like the glass window that he punched. I mean, like. Fun fact, like while talking about this, uh, Matt on Slack and I realized that we were at the same Guar show uh, like 15 years ago. Well, like the, the Psycho Goreman suit is kind of incredible. Like I really love the the neon pink kind of touches to it because otherwise it's just kind of just one color. But he sort of has these like glowing veins. And then when he bleeds, it's like bright glowing pink. But it looks I mean, they shoot that thing in broad daylight for most of this movie. And it looks incredible. It's yeah. so good. Like the preacher work. No, his the design is, is cool. amazing. And I love like, but also I think intentionally a little bit, like with the villains, especially this whole fight in the woods is full on Power Rangers. Like yeah. that's fully yeah, what it is. Sure. There's yeah. the same moves, like the, yeah. like the like jump kick, but then you kick with the other leg. And there's and little and subtle shit too. Like, like right before they fight, there's one character in the background that is 100% doing uh, an idle animation from a fighting game menu. Like the characters literally just like going like this and like rocking back and forth. Yeah. Really, like that stuff, that stuff is all really funny. Oh, my favorite, I want to, before I forget, my favorite Psycho Gorman line of the character is when he's, I was saying this to Caitlin in the pre-show, but when he's like, what is love? Is that like when you tear your enemy's spine out and then present it to their loved ones? <laughs> that was funny. He, I mean, look, like it's funny because you, you were talking about the right, I mean, the writing for the girl is just... I don't know, like whatever. It, you can say reprehensible. You can say it, they were trying for something. Cringe. Listen, yeah. I, I like. There's part of me, John, that is kind of coming around to your theory that it was like intentionally flying in the face of tropes. The no, problem no, I, is I, that I, when I watch something and a character makes me uh, like aggravated to the point of being angry, like it kind of doesn't matter what you're trying to do, it's going to take me out of it. Well, and so again, it, like I would point that I would say that that's like a takeaway from like the trauma experience that this guy had, where I don't know. It just feels like they're all so everything's got to be like an affront to the audience yeah, to right. a certain extent. But the um, uh, no, what I was going to say is like the the Psycho Gorman dialogue was great. And like the same with the council, like they talk in this weird. I mean, Kayla mentioned the stakes are so high. Everything they say is just like so ridiculously over the top. And, you know, well, it's it's very everything uh, has ornate, a really the language ornate is a the, dude. Perfect word. Like he will talk about a lot of like concepts from the home world stuff we never see but he he describes it in the most like grandiose language possible yeah and it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's really funny i did uh, have a lot of trouble piecing together like what sort of universe this whole thing took place in where like 
kids could blow up in the middle of like the town square and nobody bets an eye. <laughs> the, 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 the one kid gets turned into a walking brain. <laughs> Did you guys see the, yeah. the final scene in the film? Yeah. I think it might be over the credits. It's a credit And scene. it's just the brain sitting down at dinner with his <laughs> Like dinner. eating dinner, The yeah. parents play it straight. I yeah. really liked uh, the, it's subtle, but like the trail of goo on the playground that she that you could see where he came out of the grass. Yeah. And then he just goes home back into the woods. <laughs> but like, like people are legit getting murdered and like the kids never bat an eye. Like even the parents, I think. Neither do the parents. Well, in the opening scene, happened. the girl's going to bury her brother alive and it's like never touched on again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she is abusive yes is the, that uh, why they were digging the hole like i didn't fully yeah, understand because he like, lost the bet or whatever so then yeah so he's like she's like all right start so digging they were gonna murder him okay and that's <laughs> that how they find their, they make a bet it's like the first the first scene is they bet about the the game that they're playing and that i mean that and, aspect of itself the fact that that's like a joke it doesn't make any sense in the universe and it's never talked about again it does it does lend itself john to just to the idea of how much they're trying to be silly and like throw well, conventions out the window. I get that. I love the thing that the one thing in this movie, cause you guys are talking about how no one bats and I, the one thing that they all get super grossed out about is, and this is a repeating joke, but psycho Gorman does the, uh, what is he? He calls it like a warrior's death, but it's when <laughs> it's when he actually eats, eats his opponent yeah. and he has this like detachable jaw. It's, it's actually completely over the top. The gore stuff is, and incredible. they do it several times. So here's yeah. another thing I'll say about this movie. If I had somehow now in the like when we were kids, right? Let's say it's in order to stumble upon a trauma a trauma film, like you had to either like have parents who would just rent you literally anything without looking at it, or maybe you looked older than you were, whatever. It was harder, is my point. Nowadays, yeah. like any kid who's kind of let freely to stream stuff could get a hold of this movie. If I saw this movie when I was twelve. I would grow up to be 40 and be like, oh, have you guys seen the greatest movie ever made? It's called Psycho Gorman. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. I think that as just kind of like old people, it's important to appreciate that aspect of it, of how transgressive and insane this movie would feel if you were a kid. Well, who is who is the audience for this movie? I didn't I didn't catch what it was rated, but they they use the f word oh, quite a bit. It's so I definitely R. I mean, there's okay. a ton uh, of like, blood. I think it's like I think it's horror fans, unrated. like adult horror fans mm-hmm. slash kids who get their hands on it. I feel like well, which, no, is, they, which is which is in a lot of ways use, the trauma audience. Do they use? There's not that much cursing in this movie because one of the like recurring jokes is they the, the kids because they're kids say that they have, they have this whole thing about the f word being frig. And yeah. even the parents, I noticed, <laughs> like the language that, wouldn't matter though. This gore is yeah, the gore is so much. Well, the when the when the matter. when he sort of like invades that uh in that warehouse, the, they're like, "We'll fucking kill you too," and then oh, he, yeah. you know he kills them. So there there were significant. There uh, there's no yeah. nudity though. It's there's not. I don't know. It's a thank God. That would be very. <laughs> I was hoping boys, for some. Though. I mean, some, I mean, I, you could always use like a little. Upper male nudity was featured. Or am I? There's a brain. There's a couple brains. <laughs> There's nude brain. Fully exposed. A nude brain. Yeah. <laughs> I could not like. I could not stop laughing at the disguise that he had on at the park. Like just that whole thing was fucking chef's kiss. Yeah. It was so good. He looked like Joe Bob. Um, Casey <laughs> mentioned the, the, there's another movie Casey brought up over the email was uh, Turbo Kid. Did you, you guys see that movie? No, no, I didn't. Mm-mm. So we watched it for like a really old fist called Cinema. You know, uh, oh, shout what? out. Shout out to Fist Cold Cinema. Not um, familiar. But uh, <laughs> it's it's similar and different. Like this, I don't know, this is like more bonkers. Like this, it, that movie was very much like an 80s kind of sci-fi homage, like low budget 80s sci-fi. And this is, I don't know, it's it's sort there are elements of it that are similar. I mean, the low budgetness, but 
the, the Father's Day is like a much better comp for this in some ways than, than mm. that. Yeah, man. The, the question of who the audience is, though, I don't Eric, I think your point is an interesting one. Like, if I'd seen this when I was like 14, maybe not 12 or something, uh, I don't know. I mean, we also would have been, been like, no, this is not what. Oh, no, I would have ate this the fuck I up been, at 12 yeah, years old. Pretty, and that, listen, like, I'm, I, I that's feel like fi- I just would not have seen myself in Mimi. I feel like they're trying to be like, she's so spunky. And I would have been like, I just hate her. She's yeah. giving us a whole bad name. As soon as one spine got ripped out, though, I would oh, have yeah, been like, been like fuck yes. yeah, dude. If she oh, were yeah. sweet and they played it sweet, it would have been funny. Um, I, think I mean, too, she could have even been like a little bit sometimes mean, but she but was in a, so insufferable. In an on-demand, really ever-streaming world, like who your audience is kind of matters less. Like what matters is somebody gave you money to make a movie and then it fucking doesn't matter. Like this movie will, you know, like you have to be, you have to be less concerned about that than when you're putting in a theater is my point. Like when you're distributing yeah. it like this, you can be way more niche, even if that niche is indecipherable. Like well, so someone somewhere thinks they on, know who this movie's for. This is not so right now. It's streaming for rent. Uh, you know, it's like a VOD thing, but it is a shutter has a yeah. Deal it had movie. the shutter logo at the yeah. beginning. So, so yeah, I'm I, I'm just presuming this will be on shutter. And I, it's unclear to me how much they're like if they're from like financing or actively producing stuff. I do not know. Well, they're they're giving somebody money if the somebody got something if it's on, on it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're just fans and they wanted to put the logo on the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, okay. Would have been nice awesome. if like they flashed their like coupon code. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've upset Joe. I feel like he saw himself in that dad and we tore him apart. <laughs> yeah, that dad was relatable. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Trying yeah. to bring me down just like that wife tried to bring him down. I get it. I'm trying, yeah. <laughs> it was I don't know. so bizarre. It was I like, think if any of you had gone to Guar shows growing up, you would have like No, had a I mean that's the part I love. Listen, dude. the Guar was fun. That Joe, was were great. there were there like lazy, ineffectual dads at Guar shows too? Because I understand the Guar <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually saying, like the subtext. I'm saying like that's the shit songs. that makes sense to me. <laughs> All right, is there anything else uh, you guys want to bring up before we move on here? Hunky boys. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to think of like other gags that I really enjoyed. I was too, and I just keep going back to hunky boys. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff. The the cop that gets turned inside out and then becomes oh like sort God. of a sidekick, but he's also trying to like shoot Corman all the time. <laughs> all right. I well, had, he's trying to kill himself too, I, I had a real yeah. problem with that cop's physical performance. Like it made me uncomfortable in a way. Because he was know. like firing Millie Willy into the willy nilly into the He was trying forest. to shoot himself. You're right, Kayla. There was like total he that was like the first thing he did. Yeah. I don't know. Alright. I think that'll do it. Do you recommend Psycho Gorman? John. <sighs> um, I if you like trauma movies, you're you're gonna love this. And if you are just trauma adjacent, yeah, maybe consider. I don't know. It's hard. I this is a real hard one. Kayla. I'll say maybe. Kayla. No. I like it. Short and simple, Joe. I am unfortunately ending month-long friendships, but uh, I'm going to go yes. <laughs> I'm going to abstain. <laughs> like, or I'm going to go with John's maybe. Like, yeah, okay. I, I yeah. cannot think of a single 
uh, argument against the people who like the little girl character basically turned off in the whole movie. But there's also like a lot I appreciate about it. And so I get the people who really enjoyed it too, but I'm somewhere I'm, I'm still a little agnostic on it as far as recommending. I think it's definitely, I do. It's, I do have your best of lip uh, list in front of me. Eric. I mean, at this point in the year, let's do it. Let's do it on the other side yeah. of the break here. You know, <laughs> I was right, going to say, this is the ultimate, you have to know who you're recommending to. Yes. To recommend. This and movie. I think it's like in seven or eight funny. months, like it's gonna take me some time. I need some time with Psycho Gorman to really like figure it out, you guys. I honestly want to watch this again this weekend. High out of my mind. <laughs> I do. I, I like had that same that exact thought. Yes. Will be. So that's long. your plan. Eric's gonna take it to therapy and work it out. Yeah. With yeah. The therapist. Can you? Would it be possible for you to watch this movie and then come back and talk to me next week? Can we? Can we table everything else for now? You give the therapist homework. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. That's gonna do it for Psycho Gorman. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Somewhere in deepest space, all hell is breaking loose. They cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. Get them out of there! Aliens. This time, it's war. Aliens, the new movie. Rated R. Franklin from Better Off Dead with Bloody Good Horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we're back. Jojo. Hey. Let's take a look at that list there, buddy. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now it's Promising Young Woman. So that's number one. Let's put that at one, and let's put this at ten, and we'll fill between, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> that makes sense. Boy, what a still January. What a wonderful. I mean, let's let's really think about this for a second. What Sticking a, it to the patriarchy. What a wonderful thing movies are that they can bring us both something like promising young woman and Psycho Gorman. That's really art is incredible, John. That's what I'm trying to say. Art. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, my brother went to high school with him. <laughs> okay. So you know, art. Uh, the Wendy Williams uh, Lifetime movie is on this Saturday. Yeah, um, that's true. If you're looking for a back like double feature, um, high. All right. High so we'll be watching. Um, right now we are in the end of January. That means we are coming up on February, which is Women in Horror Month. Um, we decided that we wanted to do a little promotion here for, for to uh, celebrate the occasion. So we talked about it, and what we're going to do is similar to what we did this summer with the blackout tea. We have made a Women in Horror Month t-shirt design in our tea public, and we're going to donate the proceeds all month, the whole month of February. And honestly, we can just start it now, Joe, if that's possible. No. Just, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's like an ad. God damn it, Joe. What a misogynist. Jesus. Look at the calendar. Um, look, look. We're already giving away a whole month. I'm not giving extra days. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. So we we're gonna give all we're giving all the um, proceeds to Rain, 
and it'll be anything in the store. So you've got this, um, Elizabeth helped us design this really cool pink logo that we were putting on different things. And basically you can get that shirt or you can get anything in the store and the proceeds will go to this charity. Caitlin, um, you, Cece, Sophie, Valeska helped, um, come up with this idea, suggest this charity. Uh, do you want to just explain a little bit the work they do? Yeah, so it's RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, and that stands for the Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network. Uh, RAIN has been around forever. Uh, I think it's coming up on its 27th year, and it is the largest anti-sexual assault violence organization. Um, They're the ones that operate the sexual assault hotline, and I did write down the number just in case anyone might want to check it out. It's 800-656-HOPE. Um, they do sexual violence prevention. They do a lot of advocacy work. They have programs for programs and resources for survivors and uh, the families and sort of caregivers of survivors. Um, they also help victims find justice and do some public policy. Um, really great organization. And Joe, you'll be happy to know that it was co-founded by one Tori Amos. Oh my God, I do am happy to find that. Yes. Yeah, Kayla she puts me. on an annual rain benefit, or she used to. I'm not sure what the deal is with COVID, but um, yeah, some of those rain shows are my favorite ones. Caitlin mm-hmm. told me that after she, she suggested it, and I was like, that's slick there that we got Tori Amos back in the show. It all no. comes back. And also, Who else have yeah. you seen at this, like with Tori Amos? That's not even a sarcasm. I'm like generally interested to know like who else is. I think one time she toured with Ben Folds for like a, uh, it was a piano based tour, and no I joke, love Ben I Folds. Would, I love Ben Folds, and no, the he's great. Ben Folds, five. I mean, one of my all time favorites. Those are both up there for me, and they both play piano, so they were grouped on tour ever... together. But I cannot think of a worse duo just to put forward for like that. The audience does not cross over well. It's just me. That was my yeah, first ever concert, that. Ben Folds and Beck. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, the, so the whole month of February, um, they seem like a really amazing organization. Obviously, I was looking into it, and they do like a really wide swath of like support and work. Uh, so if you go to bloodygoodhorror.com, you can click on T-shirts. That'll bring you to the store. You should see it as our latest design. And like I said, it can be anything in anything in our store, and we'll start it now all through the month of February. I'm working on making a custom URL. It's not working yet. I blame Mark. Good old Mark. Uh, we should also point out that, and this will go live on Friday. I think T-shirts will still be on sale. Uh, they're, they're all T-shirts are thirteen dollars right now. Um, and then in the month of February, I'm very excited about this. We have a patron exclusive discount uh, oh. that we're going to be sending out. Um, I love that on on all our merch. So patron.com/slash bloody good horror. That's awesome. Uh, okay, Caitlin, um, there's a couple things you, before we get to fan mail here, just a couple, um, things you want to plug. Please do. Yeah. Um, so the podcast that, uh, sort of got me started was our friend Danny's podcast, Thor's Hour of Thunder. Um, it's always a little chaotic, but in a, in a shit show, but we have a really good time and you'll find lots of familiar bloody good horror folks on there. Um, this week, Elizabeth was on, um, Elizabeth is on Slack. She's Eric's girlfriend. She's wonderful. And we covered losers take all, which she's actually in. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so Wait, Thor's hour of thunder. Yeah. She's a, she's a, an extra in the background. No. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Joe>. <laughs> it was a Caitlin. I listened. It was a very entertaining show. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, there were some cool backstories there about, you know, catering and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also I wanted to give a shout out and thank you to Jody. Jody does uh, trivia for Bloody Good Horror every Saturday night. And he also designed me a website for my spooky crafts, which is CaitlinGrantCrafts.com. So right. Jody is like a like a backbone of Slack. We We love and appreciate him. And he did a great job. Yeah, so if you go to uh, Thor's Hour of Thunder, you can check out in iTunes. You guys ever sing that, uh, thunder, the bunda, the hunda? That's a song, right? What's that song, John? Yeah, no, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> you know what I'm talking called, about? I, yeah, um, isn't it called like, uh, fuck. the hunda, I know it's like, Anyway, you should sing that song on your, your podcast. I was with you, Joe, the whole way. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be singing nothing. Elizabeth did play uh, an intro on the guitar for the show, though. That's true. For everyone's safety, I will not be singing. All right. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. First up, uh, Caitlin in Kissimmee. Did I lose this email? (laughs) Well, basically, remember last week she emailed in about what I thought about promising young woman. And um, it turns out she said it. She said, oh, I thought this movie was nine hours long. Uh, turns out she thought we were watching a different movie. So, whoops. What was the movie that she thought? Uh, hold on, let me see. I have I lost the email. I thought I copied it over, but I didn't. Uh, 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 uh. Hit the Honda. Hey, go ahead, Joe. You got it. Do that. <laughs> oh, uh, we're gonna have to pay for the rights now. Kaylin, I was high AF when I emailed. I thought y'all were watching a good woman is hard to find. That movie felt nine hours long. I don't. I'm not familiar with that movie, so. Mm-hmm. So there you go. One one we can avoid. Next up, Andy uh, with some notes from bloodygoodhorror.com. Natalie has a new primal scream discussing Jungian. Joe, you got that? Jungian psychology in the upcoming uh, film Come True. Uh, coming soon, we'll have a new in extremist from Adam on La Llorona. That's Adam's thing where he writes about like the legal implications of horror movies. Um, Sophie, Luke, and Andy will be checking out Sundance Film Festival this weekend. That's really cool. So they'll be having some reviews on the site. Uh, and lastly, a friendly reminder, this is from Andy, that if you want to see Psycho Gorman, oh, this is good. Many independent and nonprofit cinemas have it available for rental through their websites. Uh, chances are there's one in your region you can support. So this is something, um, it's a cause, like a cause I know really close to Andy that, independent theaters in lieu of like really being able to have business in the house are starting to facilitate some of the streaming and get a cut of it. So if you know, like you can search to see if you have one of these theaters locally, find their website. I'm going to find it. Cause he sent me a resource that actually lists a lot of these theaters. If you're like having trouble finding one. Um, but that's a really cool way that you can like support your local independent theater while like staying safe, which I know for some people like me, like my ass is not going to theater right now. So it's what you can you do. Heard and your first. It doesn't have to be psycho Gorman can be any good movie i think it's the the underlying thing is caitlin does not want you to support uh small theaters hate small business (laughs) always have i've always said this i should say too andy bought 15 boxes of my daughter's girl scout cookies um like yeah far and away amazing um i mean some people on this podcast bought none um (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know about (laughs) listen joe i bought from a local troop i'm so sorry gotta give to the local council you know that's that's your deal. Uh, but no, I, I should say thank you to everybody from the podcast and our Slack group and and our listeners that did buy it. Like, 
amazing uh like numbers that the kid put up this year you still can buy some if you go to my instagram uh i think it's joe bgh there's a link do you feel bad for the kids who don't have dads on podcasts famous dads no fuck those kids (laughs) their dads should be better yeah okay that's fair i get you get a podcast um one last we don't need the competition Uh, one last email tonight from uh og bgh fan randy he would like to know um, where does this, uh, where does, is it Mimi? Is that her name? Yeah. Where does she land on her list of most annoying child actors of all time? He has her at number two uh, between number one, the Babadook kid, and number three, Brahms, yeah. the boy. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, Babadook is always like far and away, like the yeah. worst kid to ever and be I, imagined. Frankly, I refuse to entertain any um, the boy slander, <laughs> so I'm not going to accept that one. Yeah, that was a pretty solid ranking, I think. It's good. Was the boy the annoying, though? Like, are we talking about the doll or it doesn't the kid say that was in there? <laughs> the doll. <laughs> it's basically just schnars as a porcelain doll. How could you hate it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. I take that personally. <laughs> what do you got for that doll? Schnars is porcelain. Look at his skin. Mm. Yeah, good lighting here, Kaylin. <laughs> Anything else, Eric? Or you want to move on? Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Info <laughs> at bloodygoodhorror.com. Joe. Silence. Joe, we're done. Go for it. Go go ahead, Joe. All right. Uh, I guess we're doing tweets. We're on Twitter at BGHorror. We use the hashtag AskBGH if you want to send in a question or comment or, you know, just get to know yourself. Uh, First up from Renee, uh, my number one fan, uh, DoseXManity. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, if you had your very own Psycho Goreman for a day, what would you make him do for you? Personally, I can think of a few people who could stand to be turned to goo. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have a goo list. <laughs> I, I don't uh, mean like... I do, Eric, but I don't think it's the same as what <laughs> they're talking about. <laughs> Joe's goo list is like uh, Lady Gremlin, Feruza Bulk, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Heather Gay from that uh your show. Wait, what show? I don't know. Oh yes! Wow, <laughs> I, don't know, I remember her first back. and last Call name. I know. <laughs> I've never had anyone listen to me before. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have a murder anyone. I might sit on like you know work conference calls or something. <laughs> I would have him like if I wanted if I needed to move. I feel like he'd be efficient. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Maybe just like on the weekend, you know, cook dinner and stuff. It's true. I guess like, like watch the kids. Like just keep. I was about to say, would you though. feel comfortable having him watch the kids? And I feel like I would. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's a got stone. a yeah. If you yeah. have a stone, you're good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our buddy Adam, attorney at Space, he said in honor of PG. Uh, what was a piece of media you liked that you were considered too old to enjoy, i.e. SpongeBob or TikTok? So this is actually really relevant, but I, when I was like a teenager, would watch a lot of Power Rangers in the afternoon and was definitely too old for it, but it was just on and I was like high half the time. I was like, cool, man, Power Rangers. Like, I, Dude, I don't think you were too... I think Power Rangers... My prime Power, Watcher, Power, Power Ranger Watchers. watching was probably like fourth and fifth grades, maybe sixth. I don't know. Like, but there were definitely times in high school where it was like, it was on. And I was just like, this is great. Like, what's the problem here? So, uh, things re- like, I swear to God, half of the media I consume right now is like 
for four to six year olds. Well, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I like you say that like it's shocking when you have multiple four to six year olds. Yeah, yeah, like that makes I, sense. I, really I think the point the, is, the John, like on your song. own, like what is the thing you enjoyed on your own, John? What did you say? Um, John shook his head so The Baby Shark song. I like the Baby Shark song. No, that's that's pure. Yeah. I I don't have kids, so I don't have to listen to it on repeat. Or just have them singing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could do the dance. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, when I joined TikTok, it did make me feel old. But then, like, I found other old people on there that I can watch them do crafts and stuff. So, you know, made me feel a little better. Uh, I don't know. There's not really much media that I'm consuming that I would say is like age inappropriate that doesn't involve my children. Right. I mean, I play a lot of video games. Like there's video games that I'm playing where I'm. This is a really interesting answer, John. Thank you for sharing. I think you froze too, John. Bummer. Yeah. No. Oh, it I looks was waiting like for him to get to his point. <laughs> it looks like he's like constipated, right? Oh, and oh. he's gone. Oh, there he is. You just got unfriended, bro. That my, was crazy. My computer is like <laughs> legit tripping yeah. out right now. If I disappear, we should wrap this up. At a certain age, you're probably too old for hand jobs, too, right? Like that's like you get. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, they are timeless. I don't know what no, you're talking I mean, about. Honestly, and Never. not to get like too offended. When's the last time you had a hand job, John? Right? Like. You know... <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, he's thinking. He's, he's thinking about the hair it. is not helping my kids. <laughs> <laughs> like once you get out of your like teenage years and like maybe early twenties, like nobody's giving hand jobs anymore. <laughs> you got to keep it versatile. Though. I'm, not, I'm not diving into yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was gonna say. I don't know. We'll Probably we'll put up we'll put up a poll. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last HJ you gave slash received? Yeah, like at what age do you feel like you've outgrown hand jobs? Uh Sometimes people I went from, to a weirder place than I think yeah, probably yeah, intended. And but. The, there are people from work that I know like potentially listen to this, so it's going to be weird. Um, all right, next up, <laughs> Erie, Arizona. Has a horror film ever hit you in the feels and made you cry? Oh, the yeah, mist. dude. A lot, yeah. Mm. There's been many. I don't think that made me cry, but it definitely like... It, it kind of guts you. you though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually say, a quiet place when he's like signing "I love you" before. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, like spoiler alert, but cries is a lot. But like, I, I, I found the ending of a dark song to be incredibly like impactful. Just that whole journey of her trying to like reach her. I think she's trying to communicate with her dead son, right? Isn't that what it is? I think hmm. she was seeking revenge at or first, like but yeah. but like the Spoiler angel, like it's just again. very. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that movie being very impactful. I mean, what a uh, relic! We want to ruin the end of. <laughs> while we're here, like, relic was the sixth sense that really got me at the end. Uh... Well, relic is an incredibly powerful movie. I mean, and you know, designed to be so obviously. Yeah. Any of the family stories are, you know. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it's always, like, the parent-kid stuff. I can't think of... Nothing that made me cry, but definitely a lot of, like... If I uh, look through the list, I'm sure there's there's someone there. Uh, Skizbot, our buddy, who is your favorite director? I'll modify for Schnars and ask who his, his second favorite director, since we're all very familiar with his Cronenboner. Cronenboner? Cronenboner. Cronenboner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite director. I have like, very um, white guy answers, and I can't be sorry for it. I, I think Scorsese is probably my favorite director. Like, yeah, like I was going to say that, but like... Legit, like yeah. just from a technical and like uh, kinetic, like just the energy of his films, like no one makes movies like he does. 
Yeah, like I don't think I've ever seen a movie of his where I disliked it. Um, same would probably be for Tarantino too. Like I've never disliked a movie of his I've watched. I feel like it's kind of a cop out answer, but I'm really excited for whatever Ari Aster has planned next. Yeah, yeah. yeah His first sure. two were so good. That's not a cop out. That's a good answer. Uh, I would Tarantino would have definitely been up there. I would say Wes Anderson. I yeah, like. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel well, similarly I mean, about like Kubrick. Like I don't think anybody well, gets near like the stuff he did. Kubrick is like that's like it's like there's like a plane that he's on and then everybody else is sort of like a level. Uh, yeah, did you see Eyes Wide Shut like that? John, I haven't seen favorites. it since that's high school. I kind of want to go back and rewatch it because I know yeah. people that love that movie. Yeah, I guess I should go back and watch, but like it's unfortunate that was his last movie. Didn't he die um, in the middle of it or something? The other one that... I was thinking about was Fincher, although I'd have to look to make sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure know. there's some some clunkers in there. Uh, all right, Black Metal Jesus. That's our buddy Armando. What is your favorite kaiju film or monster? Um, I'm. It, it's not really my wheelhouse, but that last Godzilla movie where they the, all the monsters are there and they're all fighting was like kind of incredible. Like the monster mm. action in that movie was just insane. I do like. I, feel like I mean, I'm in the same boat. I haven't seen many of the like. I know I've seen only the more recent Godzilla films. The one, uh, the Japanese one that was out probably like 2016 or something, 2015. I ended up watching it. It was, I I think it kind of got like swamped. It was called Shin Godzilla. I think, um, that one was great. Mm. Is Pacific Rim. Does that count? Yeah, totally. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I think don't they call them Kaiju in the movie? What they call know. like the bad people who are like serious about this kind of stuff that we're getting very upset right no, now. This, no, is, I, this is an Andrew like, question. Yeah. For I, I think that Pacific Rim a thousand percent falls in that category. Yeah. yeah, I watched all like I watched a ton of those when I was a kid. I did love the original like Godzilla versus King Kong. See, right? I didn't watch any of them, and I I had a stash of them. I found on VHS and bought once, and then I ended up getting rid of them without mm-hmm. watching any of them. I did watch that trailer, by the way. You guys have all seen that now. The, yeah, dude, What's that trailer. Gave me chills. It's gonna be really, really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, um, I kind of love how cheesy it's like. It's like a Kong will only communicate with this adorable little girl, and I'm like, that's right. You guys. <laughs> it's because she understands yeah. him. It's uh, Adam Winger too, isn't it? Didn't someone say that I read that somewhere? Yes, I think so. Kip's that's- brother, right? It's Kip. Kip Winger. <laughs> uh, all right. Over on Instagram. <laughs> Nobody gets that. I get it. I got it, dude. Uh, uh, we are on Instagram, Bloody Good Horror. Every Tuesday we post up. You just want to send in a dumb question, we'll answer it. First up, from our, our resident refuser of uh, using the form, <laughs> keeping the initials PG, what would you all name your man- maniac monster, assuming you found yourself in such a situation? She also confirmed uh, that it was Imagine Dragons. Thunder is the name of that song. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't Wait, um, so you have to keep the initials PG? I also oh. think the name, the name, yeah, that's I think what she intends. I like. need oh, yeah. way more notice on these jokes. I think There's the name no Psycho Gorman kind of sucks, so I'm down for renaming. Porcelain Gooch. Oh, oh, oh I think remember. Um, wow. In our hometown, Eric, that was there. Asshole cop Phil Gallup. I would name him that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! And then I just make him. Punch How did you know his face? name was <laughs> Phil? <laughs> yeah. I just knew yeah, the last name. Sucked. That's incredible. <laughs> was he a cop uh, or was he like one of those constables? He no, he was a cop. He was yeah. always like, remember the story was he had a a dog as his partner because nobody wanted to be his partner. No. He was such a piece of trash. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Eric might not have been as into the lore around this dude. As <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he did. His, he didn't have a partner. Like he would show up to bust up parties and he would have a dog, and then like the other cops would show up with partners. 
I mean, small town cops. Like, it's, you know, it's all small town do? bullshit. Yeah. He's a huge fan of the show. I'm not smart enough to think of a. Uh, a good, I think he uh, might be dead. <laughs> I was gonna go with that, but I thought you might feel bad. But now I know that you don't. I wouldn't. No, not not based on the way he acted. I would not. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, all right, let's bang out these other ones. Um, first up, <laughs> when will the team review Psycho Gorman? I'm starting to think maybe I should mention what movie we're watching. <laughs> I do these. Um, all right. Why didn't Joe filibuster the anything? Um, sorry. Why didn't Joe filibuster the anything for Jackson vote? And if he did uh, filibuster now, what would he talk about? Um, I mean, that's what your your cameos basically are. are yeah, pretty much yeah. what my cameo is all about. Um, He's been practicing. He's warming oh, up for the filibuster. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, like if you just watch any of those, like it would pretty much, I would filibuster about like porn and Disney World and like God knows what else. Um, which, by the way, Valentine's Day, right around the corner. If you want to spend your your special someone. Um, Dude, yes. We're getting like a steady trickle of like three or four of these a week, um, which I'm amazed by. That's incredible. Um, I think half yeah, of that cameo. is Cameo.com slash, I think it's bloody good horror. I think, Dave, uh, I think Dave's got like half of those. Yeah. What's funny is Dave sends them in, and I always forget Dave's last name, so I talk like I've never met him. It's Fuji. It's Dave Fuji. Uh, all right, here's the next one. Did Schnarr show you his secret ink yet? <laughs> who is that even from? It's, I don't know. Uh, I, it's, it's our buddy who designed our uh, our T-shirt. Wait a minute. Um, oh. the, the old T-shirt, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a tattoo, John, that you're not telling no, us? No, I don't have. I don't know. This is, is the that, second time he's brought it up. So that answer, like I saw a thing in your eyes there, where now I'm starting to wonder. It's definitely I mean, a look, I'm not anti-tattoo. I would get one. Can you it's... lift your shirt up and give us a spin, please? <laughs> Wait, here's the thing. I don't think it's a tram stamp. I think it's like on the pelvis, like uh, like how yeah, people yeah. get stars like or on guns, front of his like head. on your yeah, headphones. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, Duke D. It's definitely what I would have done. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> who? All right, next up, who wins, Kong or Godzilla? Or Psycho Gorman. Uh, they team up and they kill something else, I think is probably what's going to yeah. happen, right? I mean, I think I saw someone like made a comic out of this or something. It's like, Kong is just a giant gorilla, which, yeah, can do damage, but Godzilla is like a walking nuclear power plant. Like. Well, what's <laughs> funny is in the movie, you see the one in the attack scene where like, he's using like a piece of a building to like block the fire or something. Cause like he needs, yeah. he needs extra things to do this. Yeah. basically. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. He needs weapons. Um, next up. Do you still wake up screaming? I, uh, I don't know. I sometimes have lucid dreaming and I wake up and I don't know if I've been screaming, but I don't think that I do because that Ooh. it's happened to me in class, like in college classes and no one was looking at me. So I'm going to guess. No, I was not screaming. All right. Well, that got a little real. I'm just saying, dude. (laughs) Didn't think we were going to have serious answers. That's on yourself, maybe. Uh, (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Uh, Listen, what are we doing here? What are we doing here for not being honest with each other, right? Uh, Have you guys seen Anaconda? Scariest, Ooh. I taught yeah, scariest, scariest, scariest animal in a movie. Is that what you said, Joe? I feel uh, like Matt would be upset animal. if we didn't if we didn't talk about the the crawl from crawl. Uh, no, I posted a picture all... of those um those like cat people from that movie Sleepwalkers. Yeah, I would say the those... that weird bear mutant yeah. in Annihilation. 
that mm. opens its mm. mouth and yeah. screams like the lady it just killed. That's that's pretty messed up. Uh, you watched? Uh, have you guys seen the Jungle Book movie? By the way, yes, yeah, no. yeah, pretty good. Solid. John Favreau yeah. knows what he's doing making these Those, movies, guys. Like live action Disney movies, I think get a lot of flack because they're just you know remakes. But like we watched the Mulan one a couple weeks ago, it is great. Oh yeah, I gotta watch that. I heard the Lion King one was a little weird. Just it was, it was all like, right. That has yeah. been the weakest one we've seen. I was I really like the Lion King one, and all of the animals are like vaguely terrifying in yeah. the, the Jungle Book. So, um, all right. Last but not least. Moving to Philly next week. Any advice? Congrats. Yeah. Well, my advice was Good don't. For you. Just don't. <laughs> um, but I, I will say, I think it's 33 West Sampson Street. I got to double check. But the, the building where I lost my virginity, I'll uh, I'll send you the, the address. The Joe walking. Yeah, we've gone over yeah. this before. Somebody on Slack actually like walked by it, didn't With they? With Jamie and Matt, who yeah, yeah. unfortunately I crossed today by enjoying this movie, <laughs> um, did actually go and take pictures in front of the... Uh, the former Planned Parenthood building turned apartment <laughs> complex you know where what, I lost man? my innocence. Having a podcast is cool. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right? That's true. Like, how many people can say that two yeah. <laughs> like, people they've only met once took a pilgrimage to see where you Dude, lost your innocence? Pilgrimage. To, That's what they did. Yeah. To, to a young lass you met on AOL one evening. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Her name was Jessica. I never saw her again. <laughs> wow, dude. You like tindered before Tinder. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How'd, oh, you, know way she, ahead of my how'd you know what she looked like? Um. Oh, I mean, we had pictures. We exchanged photos. And then I met her. Like, we didn't, like, I didn't, like, wait in a dark room and have her walk in and we made love. <laughs> like, I saw her before the I like that you're telling place. me this like I know. This is why I'm asking the questions because I don't know and I want to. Yeah. Did you have? Did all this happen in the same day? Like, oh no, we had talked online for for a while. This was the first time the, we met, though. The first time we met up, yeah. Wow. Early of all 20. the euphemisms Joe has used, what is your favorite for fucking? Is it made love, oh. coitus, or lost innocence? <laughs> lost innocence, I think. <laughs> coitus, I don't use much. Innocence, <laughs> I enjoy a great deal. Made love, I always think is funny because it's. I mean, <laughs> like a woman I met once. <laughs> Joe, can I ask? Beautiful, sweet Jessica. Can I ask? Did you guys meet in a public yeah. place? What's that? Did you meet in a public place? Um, I think so. I mean, it, I lived in Philly. It was the middle of a city, so like, yeah, I think we met outside and then walked around for a bit and then returned to oh my God, boudoir. This is so Joe, the, the important question is: At what point in the evening did you get married? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had 24-hour chapels in Philly. I got you, brother. Got him. Man, I have so many more questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. All right. It was a beautiful I'm gonna, thing. I think I'm going to take notes and come back at you next week. How does that sound? Yeah, that's fine. Love I mean, I will say the thing that stuck out to me you know, during this whole event was like she was obviously faking the enjoyment because there's no way. Like, <laughs> like Even like during the act, I'm like, you're not this happy. Like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay that was really that really threw me for a loop here i gotta collect myself um, <sighs> dear god if people i work with do listen like i'm definitely not gonna have a job next week <laughs> i like this job your job you know? is cameo sir it makes yeah you, that's true it makes you real joe you know yeah all right guys that's gonna do it 
for Psycho Goreman, what places we never could have imagined. That's the beauty of Bloody Good Horror. Don't forget, um, we are celebrating Women in Horror Month by donating all the proceeds from our merch uh, to Rain. So you can check, go to bloodygoodhorror.com, click on t-shirts, um, check out our new pink logo design or anything else in the shop and you'll, you'll, that'll all go to charity. And um, yeah, don't forget to send your your freaking loved ones a cameo for valentine's day what, yeah. what more really they want? i'm here if you want to break up if you want to forget about if you want me to get them in the mood like i want to send one to jessica forget about swinging through the drugstore on the way around from work just shoot joe an old cameo give him a little bit of lead yeah. time and uh yeah you're gonna be making love before you know it yeah she's gonna throw out he or she whoever your, your loved one is like they're gonna throw out that card after a week but they're gonna keep that cameo they're probably going to watch it to get in the mood, like to have, you know, they've had sex with you. I many assure times, you, for like, the rest of their lives, they'll be saying, Remember that time your Valentine's Day gift was a cameo yeah. from a podcast I've never listened yeah. to? Remember that time Joe was our foreplay? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Joe was our fluffer. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Love. I think that's the theme of this week's show. So I like that. Uh, we're not sure what we're doing next week. Stay tuned. We got some picks going on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye. buddy. Goodbye now. <laughs>